We have episode 15, everyone. And as you know, we are currently in the playoffs. Plot twists have happened. We had people lose that we didn't think we'd lose. We had people win and we're just like, really, by that much? But you know what? That's football. Hey, everyone. My name is Ashley Gibbs, and I'm your host of another episode of Not Your Average Cheerleader. That's right. Here we discuss everything NFL football related from the players to the game to the injuries, to even the contracts. So sit back, listen in from a female perspective who secretly loves the game. And let's dive into this conversation and get started. We're getting close to finishing, everybody. Oh my gosh, season two is getting close to what we call a wrap. We're on episode 15. As I said before, we are going to discuss the second round of the playoffs. But first... Today's episode is brought to you by the homemade iced coffee in my new cup. I just bought this like the other day. It's really cute. It's kind of small and I'm using like one of those little mini straws. Like I feel super fancy this morning, even though it has nothing to do with it. But I brewed my own iced coffee and I use Italian sweet cream creamer in my coffee and it tastes great. Um, cool little trick. You can add agave and it helps make your coffee just a little bit sweet naturally. So that is my little recipe for you this morning because as you know, I love iced coffee at my job. They call me the iced coffee queen. And now they're calling me the football queen. I don't know if I've earned that yet, but that's something to get started because, again, like I said, we had the playoffs. I made a few predictions last episode, and we're going to see how right I actually was. But first things first, we do have some announcements. Starting with Philip Rivers announced, I believe it was yesterday, that he is retiring, that that was his last season. He played with the Colts. As you know, he was quarterback. I think he had a 17-year-long stretch career. 16 of those years was with the Chargers as a quarterback. And then he um, got released and picked up by the Colts. And to be honest, he drove them pretty far. So, you know, shout out to Philip Rivers. Thank you for an amazing football career. Highlights everything that gave us the opportunity to even watch you play. Um, it is said that he wants to go coach high school football. That's in Alabama, I believe, somewhere down south. So I think that that's absolutely amazing. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you get to a place where I wonder what retirement when you know you're ready to retire. Like, how do football players know that they're ready to say, you know, goodbye to the field? They're ready to hang up their cleats. They're ready to go honestly, back to almost what feels like civilianhood almost, right? Because they're so used to a certain type of lifestyle to cater to their job. And now it's like, oh, I have to watch others play. But it's one of those things where I'm just curious, um, you know, how does a player know that they're ready? I know um, I read that Philip Rivers said it just felt right this time. Like he just felt like it, you know? And I think that maybe it is a feeling, Maybe it's a feeling that you get. How does anyone know that they're ready to retire from something, that they're ready to say, you know, I've accomplished all I can accomplish. I feel good stepping away from this and kind of watching it continue on without my contribution in the way I was doing before. That's a heavy decision to make. As you know, Drew Brees is heavily rumored to retire. Um, he said after losing to um, the Bucks, which we'll get to in a second, that, you know, he's going to go home. He's going to contemplate. He's going to think about it. But I think we know the answer to that question. I believe he's what, like 42 or 43. And after the injuries he sustained from this season, I honestly truly believe that that was Drew Brees' last season. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he decides to move forward with retiring and 
if that's so. We we took down two giants. Um, I feel like the classic football players are the ones that are saying goodbye to the game, and it's really heavy as a true fan and a true person that likes to research, look at the stats and look at everything and really the entertainment behind it all. It's really hard to watch. Like these are guys that I, I grew up kind of watching, so to speak, um, from a kid till now. And these new quarterbacks that we have, they're younger, they're, they have different movements, they have different styles in a quarterback position, but there's just something about the classic, you know, tip offs, the classic performances from half these quarterbacks, like Phillip Rivers, um, Drew Brees. We still have Aaron Rodgers. We still have, you know, Tom Brady. We still have our main ones, but you're seeing them like say goodbye. That one's tough. But yeah, that was Drew Brees' last game. You know, there was a moment um, they said that when he was walking off the field after the game, he stopped and he looked back. And I think as viewers, we knew then that that was his way of saying um, basically goodbye. Um, I think that it was really a touching moment. Um, if you are a true fan of the game, you probably had a moment like, dang, wow, we're losing Drew Brees. Like he's saying goodbye to the game. And afterwards, him and Tom Brady hung out with his kids. Tom Brady threw his kid a pass. There's so much video floating around of that moment um, where Drew Brees' wife comes out and hugs Tom Brady. And they're out there just talking um, for a little while after the game. And it's really great. If you think about it, most of these guys don't get a chance to honestly be in the same room unless it's an award show or it's after the game. They spend a few moments together. Other than that, they're on the phone. Other than that, they're probably, oh, let me just, you know, call this person or video chat with this person, see how they're doing. But when they're actually in the room together, um, that, that, that says a, that says a lot. And, you know, moving on, um, from the announcements of retirements, which is, Sad, but understood. We have the 49ers. 49ers had some adjustments on their team. As you know, the whole season, people were losing. Coaches were getting fired. Um, I mean, coaches were getting fired. Players were getting let go and released. I It was just a whirlwind this season. Like I think, you know, to be very honest, I know players worry about their jobs, but I feel like the coaches worry more about their jobs because you can get fired literally in the middle of the season and you're, you're done. And you're like, dang, I didn't even get to do the whole year. So you have the 49ers, they're looking, it's rumored, this is all speculation, that they're rumored to be looking at Deshaun Watson. As you know, Deshaun Watson has made it very clear um, via his comments and things that he's posted on social media that he does not want to continue with the Texans. And there's been a lot of debate around whether he should. Understandable, right? Totally. So it's rumored that the 49ers are looking at Deshaun Watson. I know what you guys are thinking, like, oh my gosh, what about Jimmy Garoppolo? That's such a great question. I'm glad you asked. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo, compared to Deshaun Watson, I don't think there is a comparison, to be very honest with you. But there, there's rumors that they're going to pick up Deshaun Watson and trade Nick Bosa. Now, I'm really big on defense. A shout out to the 49ers defense because I really think that that helped us really survive a lot of games when we were losing our players left and right. And Nick Bosa is one of those people that – he is truly, truly special on defense. I pray we don't trade him. He's such an asset on our defensive line. This guy is good at what he does. He may have torn his ACL. He's healing. I feel like he's going to have the comeback season that's going to be spoken about on the defensive side. I really hope the 49ers do not trade him because I feel like he's going to be such an asset next year for sure. But that's what the rumor reel is. That's what's spreading around. We do have some promotions um, going on where the um, – 
defensive coordinator Robert Saleh or Saleh. Yeah, I want to pronounce that right. I apologize. Um, Robert Saleh was promoted to head coach of the New York Jets. He was rumored to be interviewing with them. New York Jets made him an offer. He's officially the head coach. He is, I mean, watching him on a sideline when the defense gets it right was the most entertaining thing. So shout out to him. Amazing job. But because he got a head coaching job, what does that mean for other people that have been working on that team? Promotions, right? Especially when you've been doing a great job. Well, Demeco Ryan's is the new defensive coordinator and Mike McDaniel is the new offensive coordinator. So this is amazing. We have another defensive coordinator, African-American that's um, Ryan's. And then you have McDaniel who honestly, the head coach Kyle Shanahan was actually doing the offensive coordinator job and head coach job. Those plays are just magnificent. He's like a magnificent strategic play caller. So shout out to him for that. But McDaniel is the offensive coordinator now. So it's going to be interesting to see what the 49ers season in 2021 looks like. I'm interested to watch, as you know, because we have all these moving parts for a good while. We had a lot of people out. I mean, you even heard about Richard Sherman. Not sure if he's going to continue with the 49ers. I'm not going to go there because we watched him get shook on the field twice. So I'm going to let go. He did pay me back with his interception that I asked for. So kudos to him for that. But yeah, we're going to see what that franchise looks like for sure, especially in the QB slot. Um, Because the only difference is with Jimmy Garoppolo, they're saying he stayed injured. He played barely half the games in each season that he got injured. And then when he did um, give us a full season, they're like, well, he took you guys to the Super Bowl. No, he threw the ball eight times. Um, our running game got us to the Super Bowl. So you've heard me discuss that on this show multiple times. But those are your announcements. Let's move on to the divisional rounds. Let's talk about the games that happened on Sunday, you guys, because I was super, super in tune to what was going on. I did an author photo shoot and I was trying to like, be like, oh, what time is it? What time is it? What time is it? And my best friend, shout out to her, was like, you keep looking at the time. I was like, because I need be ready for when these games come on. So we had the Rams versus the Packers. I just want to say for the record that I got some of these right. And I keep calling them right. Um, and my reasoning is pretty general. I'm not like an analyst or anything. And I never play football, of course, because I'm a woman. But uh, I, I will say I do have eyes and I do watch the game. Um, and I do have ears and I do listen to the game as well. So Rams versus the Packers. I called it for the Packers. I was correct. The Rams lost to the Packers, 18 to 32. Aaron Rodgers. I just feel like <laughs> Jordan Love is probably like, dang, I ain't never going to get to play. <laughs> That's exactly what he's probably thinking. Because Aaron Rodgers is like, he, you know, Aaron Rodgers is a really cool to interview. I hope I can interview him one day. Because he's so laid back, but he's slightly like a sarcastic um, funny. But he gives really great details. He's very laid back when it comes to the game. He's just like, hey, we're going to go home, rest up. We're going to come back. We're going to work harder. And I was like, I love that mentality. Very simplistic. But I feel like he internally probably debates. I, in his mind, have something to prove. And he's proving it right now as the Green Bay Packers are still in the running to go to back to the Super Bowl. And by back, I mean, they've been there before, but you know what I mean? And then the Ravens versus the Bills. I said the Ravens because I wanted to believe in Lamar Jackson. Everyone hypes him up. They're just like, oh, he doesn't get the credit he deserves. He's not getting the respect he deserves. Well, this is why, because we we trust him to freaking 
be able to throw the ball. And he has not shown that he can throw the ball. Well, I told you his passing accuracy, he has to get better at that. I was wrong for believing in Lamar Jackson and the Ravens because they lost 3-17 to to the Bills. The Bills are still in the playoffs. Let that sink in. The Bills are still in the playoffs. My friend right now, shout out to Andrew, is hype because his team is still in the playoffs. He still gets to wear his jersey and feel good about it. So at the end of the day, you had no one to blame but yourself. But at the end, Lamar Jackson did risk getting hurt. He was taken out of the game. They had to put the backup in. I believe, I'm not sure if it was a concussion protocol or whatever it was. He was let back to the locker room. I admit, I did not see him go down. I might have watched the, um, the highlights to see that. But I thought he was taking that normal trip to the locker room, a.k.a. maybe the restroom. I was just like, okay, he's going to come back out and just throw it down. Because remember last time he went to the locker room and went, quote, unquote, I'm just kind of kidding here, to the bathroom. And then he came back out and threw for a touchdown at 80-some-odd yards. But that did not happen here. Um, I really hope Lamar Jackson is okay because, you know, this is a dangerous game. It's a very physical contact game. And we don't want anyone getting hurt while they're playing. So I hope he's all right. But they did lose. I was wrong about that one. Browns versus the Chiefs. Now, I chose the Chiefs, and I made a bet. I said if the Browns beat the Chiefs, I will happily spend this entire episode apologizing to Baker Mayfield and giving him the respect that he deserves. No. So, at the end of the day, I was correct. Chiefs won. They defeated the Browns 22-17. to I don't owe Baker Mayfield a thing. You know, at the end of the day, I think that they did the best that they can. Did he play a good game? He did. I will say towards the latter part of the season, I've been impressed with Baker Mayfield, with his leadership, the way he's communicated during defeats, um, the way he's honestly had some really great moments when he's throwing that ball. I was like, okay, I, I retract some of my statements, not all of them. Um, If I still had to choose between Lamar Jackson and Baker Mayfield, I probably still would choose Lamar, but... At the end of the day, um, you know, Browns put up a, a decent fight. I think the biggest thing was their defense was crap. I'm sorry to say it. I think the defense could have played better. They could have capitalized on the moment that Mahomes went down. So, yes, we're on that that topic now in the game. Mahomes did get taken out for concussion protocols um, because of the way he went down. If you watch the video, um, the snippet, he went down um, when he was tackled. It was a weird angle because even my, my best friend, she does not watch football. And we were watching it on the TV. And when he went down, she was like, I'm not seeing where he hit his head. And I was like trying to maybe show her like I was doing slow-mo. You would really think I was in a studio. <laughs> you would really think I was in a studio going over like what it's like to fall and like hit your head like right there. Did you see it? Like, hold on, pause. That, that point of contact. <laughs> She's like... I still don't see it. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay, never mind. So <laughs> I'm trying to explain to her where he might have like hit his head or whether it was his neck or whatever it was. He was a little, I can't speak from my, from an athlete's point of view. That's all I can do as an outsider looking in. He was a little disoriented when he got up. Everyone clearly saw that. Like um, the best part was when Travis Kelsey was in his face, like tapping him on the shoulder, like, hey, hey, right here. Like, I know what that looks like. It looks like he kind of just got the wind knocked out of him, to be honest. He did jog back to the locker room to be on a safe side. They did take him out, so the backup um, went in. And and Henny is the name of the backup quarterback. You wouldn't have known that they were playing with a backup. I feel like it was Mahomes just dressed up as somebody else because Henny went out there and was diving for the python 
to get the touchdown. That kid is playing. I think it's just crazy how you got a great first-string quarterback and you got a great second-string quarterback. Kansas City, you're just being selfish because I feel like you just drafted all the talented people and I feel some kind of way about it. That's neither here nor there. So currently, as of right now, um, I've been keeping an eye on this stuff for you guys. He is still, Mahomes is still in um, concussion protocol. He was not ruled to have a concussion. That's not what that means. He's just in the protocol, which means he has to go through a certain number of um, tests. As he passes each test, he moves to the next level. If he fails one of those tests, then he has to start back from the beginning. So it's still questionable whether he'll play on Sunday. We're still waiting to see what those results are. Um, this is not his decision. They have um, contracted, um, I believe, um, specialists, doctors in the neuro field that are not part of the team. They're not like a team doctor or team trainer. They bring someone from the outside now. I remember watching a video with one of the um, the sportscasters, and they were talking about compared to how it was back then with concussion protocols versus now. He said, hey, you just ask some questions. You're like, yeah, I'm good. And you get up and you go back out and you play. But they're really trying to be safer with this. That's been such a big issue in football is concussions. So um, they they have an outsider come in, and that outsider is not part of the team. They give their assessments. They do what they're supposed to do um, because, you know, x-rays really don't tell us very much in regards to, to that. So um, I really hope Patrick Mahomes is okay. So far, he's tweeted that he's good. So we're just going to keep our fingers crossed. Such a talented young man. Um, again, making things happen. When your first string is great, your bat, your second string is great. Like, damn you, Kansas City. That's all I have to say. <laughs> I just get so upset. <laughs> like, I, ugh. okay. Anyway, I was still right. Um, I felt like that was a no-brainer guess. Last game was Bucks versus the Saints. Now. I was talking to my buddy, Larry. I talked to everyone about football. I hope everyone knows that. I talked to everyone about football. My buddy, Larry, was like, who you got? I was like, I want to go with the Bucks. But I did my, my, I have this secret thing with reverse psychology. If you watch the Super Bowl, I think it was the year before last. That's when the Patriots went to the Super Bowl. And, um, and they had this Budweiser commercial where the guy was like, every time I go down to the basement, my team scores a touchdown. And every time I'm up here watching the game, they play terrible. So he took it as a superstition. So he stayed in the basement the entire game. (laughs) He stayed in the basement the entire game. And I remember me and my sister, every time the Patriots made it to the Super Bowl, because our teams never made it, every time the Patriots made it to the Super Bowl, my parents would always go for the other team because they can't stand the Patriots. They cannot stand them. They They couldn't stand that Tom Brady's address was the Super Bowl. So they would go for the other team. Me and my sister would always go for the Patriots. And that's what was happening. I forgot who they, I don't know if it was the Rams that they were playing in the Super Bowl, but I was like, every time I leave the room, Tiffany, they score or they play very well. She was like, you're going to have to make the sacrifice. And I was like, yeah. So I, I now have that weird superstition. Don't judge me for that. Um, I, I, I low key was like, yeah, saints, but in real life, I definitely was still sticking with my original prediction of the bucks. And I was right because I said on this show, episode 14, you do not want to be remembered for losing to the saints three times. I said, I don't care how good your season was. You will be remembered walking away from the season for losing to the saints three times. It'd be like the bucks played amazing, but the bucks were dominating, but and everything before the Bucks irrelevant because then they're going to get to how you lost to the Saints three times in a row. So the Bucks went in. It was 30 to 20. That was the final score. 
Brady is making history. This guy is just proving again that he was an integral part of the Patriots offensive system um, and an integral part, a part of the Patriots success. And I think that that says a lot. He literally left the Patriots um, franchise and went to a whole nother organization and is proving that he's good at what he does. Um, and it, it, still people won't respect him. I, I don't, I don't get it. How many championships does he have to win for you to say, yeah, even some of these sportscasters are heavy haters. I was like, good Lord, y'all just don't want Brady to go back to the Super Bowl. Y'all will say anything y'all can say. And I still think there's a plot twist coming. I have my early prediction because I have all my notes right here in front of me. I have my early prediction and I'm going to hold it because I feel I feel like I might be right. And so I'm going to give half of that away right now before I get ready to close out this wonderful episode where we now have this Sunday, Bucks versus the Packers, that, I think, was the the face-off that we were also looking for. And then we have the Bills versus the Chiefs. For the Bucks versus the Pack, the Bucks versus the Packers, I'm going to go for the Bucks. I still feel like they're, they're super humble right now. They're super focused. This is the offense we were waiting on. They do have a lot of work. They have some key players on the Green Bay Packers that if their defense cannot stop them, then that means they're going to run amok. That just means the scores are going to be high. It's going to be tight. It may even come down to the kickers in this game. Um, you have Aaron Rodgers versus off with Tom Brady. This is going to be a, a, a really dynamite game, or at least I hope it will be. I will say this. The Bucks when they played the Saints, I feel like they were just a teeny bit Lacks, I feel, well, no, wrong. This is the game, that was the game before last. The Bucks versus the Saints, the defense carried that game. I will say that. The Bucks versus Saints, that defense carried that game. They're going to have to bring that over to basically this game. That defense, alongside with the offense, is so key. I know they say now that defense doesn't win games when it comes to the Super, um, when it comes to football, sorry. But the biggest thing that I would probably say is, you're right, because the offense has to be able to answer. And that's what the offense is doing for the Bucks. They're answering. They're saying, oh, you scored? That's great. We're going to go right back out and score and ram the ball back down your throat. So I'm going with the Bucks again. I feel like they're the underdog in all of this. I feel like everyone's predicting the Packers to win. I'm going to give it to the underdogs. Bills versus the Chiefs. There's a small part of me that wants to give it to the Bills. I'll be honest with you because the Bills have been playing very well. Josh Allen is proving that he should be in the conversation when it comes to MVPs. I'm still going to give it to the Chiefs because Patrick Mahomes gets back out there. It's it's a done. It's a dub. It's, it's totally a dub. Um, and Travis Kelsey. So let me say this because I was talking to my friend um, on at, at in this like chat that we're in. And she was mentioning, she was like, where have you been? I've been wanting to talk about the game on Sunday. And I was like, yeah, I'm here. Um, and she was just like, she found out I was a 49ers fan. So she's like, that's why you keep choosing George Kittle over Travis Kelsey. And I was like, let me be very, very clear. Okay. I was like, that's not why I'm unbiased. I said, normally, if you know me, or at least my friends like to assume I would choose Travis Kelsey over George Kittle because Travis Kelsey's, you know, cute. However, that's not what I use to make my decisions. I just felt that there was a certain level of dedication and aggression that George Kittle has had. He's proven it in his numbers. He's proven it in his performance, especially despite the fact that, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo was a quarterback. It just seemed like when Jimmy Garoppolo did throw the ball, he could find George Kittle with no problem. However, George Kittle was out a good chunk of the season, allowed Travis Kelsey that room. 
That's the connection. Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey are a duo. Whenever he needed someone to get open, Travis Kelsey is good at getting open. That's his gift. That's his talent. I've watched him on the field do it. And that quarterback, that that um that touchdown that he scored in the last game versus the Browns was amazing. He was not going to be denied crossing that goal line. So you know what? I'm starting to have a newfound respect for Travis Kelsey. I still think George Kittle is the better tight end. Debate me. That's fine. But thank you guys so much for joining me. We're going to see what the results are this week because guess what? Whoever wins these games, they go straight to the Super Bowl. So I'm so excited for what's to come for Not Your Average Cheerleader. Um, thank you for letting me be your host for all of season one and all of season two. Um, please stay tuned. Please go follow on Instagram, NYAC20. Um, that's where I do a lot of um, posts about announcements, things like that. All your NFL highlights, you can find it all in one place on social media. Thank you guys again. And, you know, congratulations. We have a new administration. Inauguration was yesterday, and it was historical, just historical. I was in awe watching the entire time. I think so many people were tuned in, probably more so now than we've ever been in the past. And just the poem by Amanda, 22 years old, one of the youngest people to deliver a poem at an inauguration, African-American young female. Beautiful words. It was just, it catered to what we needed. It catered to the the atmosphere of where America is right now. So um, I just, if you get a chance, please go back, watch some of the highlights of the inauguration. It was absolutely amazing. Looking forward to seeing how this new administration carries out um, policies and things like that to better impact our communities and the people. Thank you guys so much for joining me. Again, you are awesome. I love you all. Not your average cheerleader wouldn't even be here if it wasn't for the listeners and, you know, the subscribers out there. So stay tuned because there's going to be more football. Bye.